0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Raptors Community Podcast. Today, I got a very special guest, my boy from Crunch Time 95 If you don't know that page on Instagram, they're basically Canadian House of Highlights. It's my boy, Rax. What's good, buddy? What's going on, bro? Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today, from draft day predictions, which is tomorrow night, which is super exciting, to a little quiz at the end that I think will will test our knowledge. And whoever does better, we can say is the, the better Raptors fan. How about that? All
1: right. That sounds good, bro. <laughs> All
0: right. So let's start with draft day because tomorrow night we're recording Wednesday, 530 Eastern. Uh Tomorrow night, we've got the draft and Toronto hasn't been in the top four in a long time. So for young Raptor fans, including myself, this is almost new territory. And with Masai Ujiri spearheading this operation, I don't know about you, but um, the trust in Masai law makes sense. But are you? Do you have like a preferred player that you think that you want to see Toronto draft at that four spot? I think everyone would be down for Mobley. But I, honestly, I don't
1: think Cleveland or Houston is not going to pass up on that. So mm-hmm. I, if we, if we can't get Mobley, I'm really I really want Suggs. Like Suggs is a proven winner. You can see his like track record at Gonzaga. He has that confidence. He has the defense. He has that tenaciousness like Kyle Lowry has. So I would love to have Suggs, to be honest. What were you?
0: Yeah, and let's start from the top here because, yeah, I agree. I think Suggs is the guy that if you stay at number four, that's the player that's going to be there that I want to see them draft. But I think going from the top, the Pistons have to take Cade. There's no way around it. And if you prefer Mm -hmm. Mobley, you're better off moving down and getting a future pick from Houston because you know Mobley is also the type of player that for me at least watching film uh, and just stuff like that I just have a feeling that he's the second best player and Mm -hmm. I think he has a different level that I don't believe Green could get to and I think Green is more of a risk to be taking in the top two I think with Mobley uh, he's good defensively He kind of reminds me of Anthony Davis or Chris Bosh. He's kind of that stylistic player where he can do it on both ends of the floor and you can actually give him the ball and he can score from the post. He's really good with the right hook shot. That's the one thing I noticed. And he's actually a pretty good passer too. Like he's a better Mm -hmm. passer than Jalen Green is right now. Uh, Suggs is a totally different story, but I think the top three, I don't know if you agree, goes probably some combination of Cade Mobley and Green uh, and I think the Raptors are left with the rest of the board to work with.
1: I agree with that, but I, I would think, uh, honestly, I think Houston would take Green. To be honest with you,
0: you think they're taking Green?
1: Yeah, just because I I seen like the stuff on Instagram, you know, Kevin Porter and like Jalen Green, they're like commenting on each other's pictures, and it would be a good fit for them. They already have Christian Wood, so I don't I don't think they'll go for another big. I think they want to play more like a fast pace, so I think Green fits that because of how athletic he is. And then I think the Cavs will probably take Mobley.
0: Yeah. And I think that it's a very good point because you consider where the team's at with Houston, right? And they've got, like you said, Christian. uh, The questions with him is, you know, is he going to be a a part of their long-term future? Can he stay healthy? We still don't really know with him. And my logic is always just draft the best player. So I just think Mm -hmm. Mobley's better than Green. So if I were the Houston Rockets, I would probably just trade down, get a future pick from the Cavaliers and then take Jalen Green if he's still on the board. If if you know that the Cavs are dead set on getting Mobley, you may as well move down, get a future asset. And I agree with you. I think some combination of those two is going to be 50-50. And with Houston being at number two, who knows what opportunities there could be for the Raptors to draft up. Have you thought about that prospect, or do you think that Masai Ujiri and the Raptors uh, sit at four, or even lower potentially?
1: I think it's either we sit at four or we trade down. I don't think... Bobby Webster and MSI would want to give up future assets for the second pick. Because I think they have, like you said, I think they have more plans in the offseason for a center. Maybe like a Jared Allen or like a Rashawn Holmes. Mm-hmm. So in that case, I think they'd rather trade down or stay at the number four spot.
0: Yeah, and I think let's, let's take each of those one step at a time. Let's start with if they stay at four. And I think we both agree, Suggs is the guy. Um, quick note on Suggs. Like you said, he's a great point guard a great leader he actually does fit the mold if Kyle Lowry were to leave of being that next guard up because of the success we saw with him at Gonzaga winning this year Uh, he's a great passer he's almost like insanely athletic I think they get one of the comparisons was like young Jason Kidd the one issue though is his shooting and that's Mm -hmm. one thing that maybe Nick Nurse the pill method you know all that stuff could potentially help him in growing his shot because he has the mechanics. But you are you dead set on Suggs as well at number four? Or do you think, you know, Kaminga or Barnes could potentially sneak in for the Raptors? I would prefer Suggs. Like, I've seen
1: Scotty Barnes' like highlights and stuff. He doesn't have a jumper. He's very he, very, he attacks the basket a lot. So I don't really have, I rather have a polished uh, prospect like Suggs. Because I don't, like, it's not like I don't doubt Nick Nurse or Masai that they can create, like, a good prospect with Barnes or Kaminga. But i rather have a proven, you know, prospect with Suggs.
0: Yeah, polished is a good word for it because Kaminga I mean are the types of players that um, are project players. You know, I think a team like Golden State could potentially take on, like, Kaminga and at the seven pick and could work him up. And they don't need him necessarily right now. And they can just sort of work with him, try to improve his shooting. You know, you're with Steph and Clay. I'm sure he'd be able to develop some kind of jumper. And for Toronto, maybe getting a proven guy is good, especially with all the stuff that's happening that we're going to talk about later with Pascal Siakam, Ben Simmons. You know, Suggs is the best asset available. So drafting him would be really good for the, his initial value over time. But let's talk about the Raptors trading down. And I'm going to propose... The, the obvious trade down, which is moving down to the sixth spot with OKC, considering how many draft picks they have. Maybe they want to accelerate the rebuild a tiny bit more, get another young guy. Maybe they're, they're dead set on, you know, Suggs, and they want to draft him, pair him up with SGA. So let's say Toronto moves down to the sixth pick, and some combination of Kamingo, Barnes, and Booknight are available, or whoever else you like. Do you have a specific player that you want to see them draft if they were to draft down to the sixth spot?
1: I think if they have to draft down, I think they really have their eyes set on Scotty Barnes. I think they see something in him that the other teams don't see. So if they're dead set on that, I would like to see them get Barnes or Kaminga. But I heard the, I think the kid from Australia, Giddy, they were also high on him too. So I wouldn't mind seeing him as well.
0: Yeah, the one player I like a lot that isn't getting a ton of buzz, obviously not in the top five, but I think he would be the type of player that you could see get drafted at the sixth spot is book Knight. And the reason I like him is because he's a half court scorer, the type of player that can shoot it from anywhere, drive to the cup. He's just like a perfect fit for what the Raptors need versus Mm -hmm. a guy like Kaminga and Barnes. They're not the types of players that are going to fix some of the issues with Toronto, which is half court offense uh, scoring off the dribble and that type of stuff. Like both Kaminga and Barnes are not good shooters. And I think, I think their jump shot right now is a little broken and that does worry me as from what I've seen, I just have a fear of players who can't shoot. It's just one of the things that is worrisome, even though you can develop it. Uh, what are your thoughts on, you know, like, book night or their half-court offense? Like, do you think that – actually, an interesting point. Do you think that Kaminga or Barnes, if they were to draft down, do you think that kind of signals the Pascal Siakam stuff? Because if you were to not draft a guard at the four spot and draft down to the sixth spot – and then take a forward, does that maybe indicate that the, that Siakam's on the way out?
1: I think if they take – because Kaminga, they compare him to Pascal as well. i I seen some reports yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. So maybe if they do take him, that's like a sign that Masai is trying to make a a deal for like a bigger star or all-star. And you think uh, Pascal's time might be up.
0: Yeah, I think that's interesting. And we can just jump right into the, the Pascal-Siakam stuff because – Um, As we know, Masai Ujiri is interested in trading Pascal Siakam. Uh, Do you have any preference between him staying? Do you think maybe we should keep him, let him sort of build more value, prove himself? Because as we know, he's the type of player that is better in front of a crowd. Or do you think it's Mm -hmm. time to move on from Siakam? I don't
1: think it's time to move on from Siakam. I just think with the bubble and just the last season in Tampa, it wasn't a really good fit for him. That's why he struggled a lot. Like you said, he does thrive on the crowd, and he does play better. I think we should give it one more shot with him. I know he did get shoulder surgery, so I know it's going to take some time for him to come back. I think we should stay and see how he does in Toronto with the full season. Because like I said, it's hard for him to adjust from being the second second best player on the team to the first best player. So I think with the crowd in Toronto, I think he'll do pretty well.
0: Yeah. And comes off surgery. He's back early November. And as we know, his value is probably at one of its lowest it's been Mm -hmm. as a player. So if you were to trade him, a team like the Warriors might be only willing to give you Wiggins and then like the seventh pick or some kind of small package like that, where they're trying to, and I trust Masai to not maybe make a move Mm -hmm. like that, but I think teams are going to try and shortchange them similar to the Simmons situation. Um, but I think we gotta talk about the Simmons stuff because Daryl Morey is a goof. He's with in the- La La Land bro. He's in La La Land, okay? The the packages I saw. I saw something, it was four first round picks, three swaps. Is it the,
1: is it the Spurs one?
0: Yeah, and like yeah, one that was, for- Oh my god,
1: that was ridiculous.
0: What? I was like, what is this guy doing? What? like do you think the rap do you wanna see the Raptors get Simmons? Or do you think Daryl Morey is just on too much of a high horse to even make it worth the time? Yeah, first of all, he's too much of a high horse. This guy has the audacity to make fun of Masai when
1: Masai only asked for, um, I think he asked for Maxi, um, Thibault, and I think he asked for some picks for Lowry. And then uh, Morey was like, oh, this guy's a La La Land. And you see what happened in the postseason. They didn't have a a closer, a leader. That's why they flamed out. Um, I would take Ben Simmons, though if it was the right deal. So what I was thinking is maybe like a sign-and-trade Kyle Lowry for Ben Simmons straight up. But anything more than that, like I think that guy is just tripping. I don't think we should make that big of a deal for Ben Simmons. I don't think he's that guy. Uh, Yeah, that's what I think.
0: Yeah, he's got a heavy contract. I mm-hmm. don't know what his fit would be next to Pascal Siakam either. Maybe it would be a two-type move where you'd trade for Simmons and then another team would get Siakam in some kind of three-team deal. Uh, I'm gonna throw two trades, and mm-hmm. you uh, just let me know if you like either of these. So you mentioned Simmons for Lowry. I would also throw in the fourth pick because Lowry's 36. Uh, so I think Lowry and the fourth pick for Ben Simmons. Would you accept that deal if you're a Masai? Um,
1: the fourth pick. Uh, so say they take Suggs. So Suggs and Lowry for Simmons. Yeah, yeah, I'd do that deal to be honest. Because you look at the defensive, like, what's it called? Defensive potential of that lineup with Thredy, OG, Pascal, Ben Simmons,
0: Trent, Uh, Trent
1: Jr. too. That's a crazy Uh, Mm
0: line, defensively especially. I just don't know if Simmons, Siakam would be a good good lineup. If you play Simmons at the five, I think it actually would be fine. And defensively, Mm -hmm. you're right. Like if they could just handle a few big men, and maybe Kem Birch comes off the bench to to sort of help bolster up the the rebounding. I think that could be a really interesting team. And the same here, I would 100% do that trade. How about um, one more? How about Simmons for Siakam straight up?
1: No, I I mean, at least Pascal can shoot somewhat. He doesn't, he's not like a liability in the fourth. Yeah, he he has missed shots in the clutch this season, the past season, but at least he can hit some free throws. At least he can hit a three here or there. You put. Simmons out there. It's like you're playing four and five, basically.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. I think I personally think I would do Simmons for Siakam because I think Simmons has a higher ceiling than Pascal. Mm-hmm. Siakam. And if yeah. Toronto builds towards the future, it mm-hmm. might be the right thing to do. Uh, mm-hmm. But I do understand the concern, especially because that type of deal won't happen considering what Daryl Morey is actually requesting. It's more realistic that he'd want like 17 picks on top of that.
1: Yeah.
0: And then at that point, once you add other assets, I just think it's not worth it for Ben Simmons, especially considering that he's sort of, is like a shell of himself. And honestly, he's gotten better since his first year in the league. He really hasn't. Yeah. And that concerns me.
1: Would you ever do the deal that uh, the Raptors declined? Did you see that deal?
0: It was, uh, was it Lowry, Van Vliet, um, the fourth pick and OG? Was it something Vliet. like
1: that? Yeah, yeah. For Ben Simmons.
0: First of all, yeah, when I saw yeah. that, figure out how the cap worked on that it didn't make any sense like i just don't understand how you can get lowry unless you sign to like a minimum deal to get the cap space to work for that so that kind of confused me but then yeah mm. i also just think it's ridiculous even if you take say you take um lowry just out of the equation and maybe they just want fred van vliet i just think that van vliet og and the fourth pick are a lot of young assets and two proven guys on top of that uh, I just think that's a lot to give back for, for Ben Simmons, and then your mm-hmm. team's depleted when you come back to it, mm-hmm. and I just don't think the roster would have enough there, especially at the guard position, to actually make a push in the next few years. Yeah, yeah, I, sure. I just don't. Think, what do you think?
1: Yeah, that's what I, I said too. Um, I'd only do that deal maybe if we get like a superstar back, like say like hypothetical. This would never happen, but say Luca was on the table and then we did that deal, I would do that deal in a heartbeat.
0: Because yeah.
1: for, for a superstar like that, like you have to do that deal because the superstar, you can put like Luca, for example, you can put him and like four, like maybe like not scrubs, but decent players and we'll still have a good chance to get to the playoffs. So and other worst, than that. I
0: don't... Yeah. Worst case you could um, trade him for eight draft picks. Mm -hmm. And then then play your luck there. Maybe you get a young asset and you can rebuild if you are to do that. If you were to trade for Simmons and he were to flop and you were to give all these assets away, then you, you would be in a much worse position. Whereas Luca, we know what he is, right? So Mm -hmm. that's the type of package you'd give for someone like Damian Lillard, where it's like, yeah, guy is, I know what he can bring to the table, but it's also the type of move you'd make if you knew you would become a contender right away, which I don't think Toronto would do that for for um Lillard, I think it doesn't make sense, right? That type of package because mm-hmm. that's a yeah. contender. And similar for Simmons, I just think the team would bottom out. Uh, all right, last topic here before our quiz. The Raptors are interested in both Marvin Bagley and Jared Allen as potential players. Bagley would be in a sort of trade-type situation, young player obviously with potential. Jared Allen, restricted free agent with the Cavaliers. Like you said, they're in the top three, so maybe they draft Mobley. What does that mean for Jared Allen? Maybe they let him walk. Um, But what are your thoughts? Do you have a preference between these players? Do you think you prefer Ken Like, What are your thoughts on on the center situation in Toronto?
1: I think we can keep Ken Birch off the bench in like a six-man role. He can do a good job being a backup big. But between the two bigs you said, I would prefer Allen. Um, If we could get him, just because of his defensive presence, Um, he's really good at the rim as well. Another name that they're looking into is Rashawn Holmes. That would be a good fit as well just because of how uh, athletic he is and he brings a lot of energy. But, I mean, we suffered a whole season with Aaron Baines, so I think it's time we get a <laughs> at the center position.
0: Yeah, I like both those guys, Allen and Holmes. I am fearful of Bagley. I, I haven't lost hope in him yet, but he's just always injured. And I don't like that type of uh, player, just taking them on, especially if you have to trade stuff back. Whereas with Jared Allen and Holmes, I think they're both becoming restricted free agents. So -hmm. you're able to at least uh, try and just push the salary to them, push an offer sheet. Um, Where do you draw the line though, in terms of salary for a guy like Jared Allen? Like if, if the market was say four years, uh, 80 million, is that too much for you? Like, like where do you draw the line in terms of uh, offer an offer sheet for him?
1: I think four years, 80 80 million is a good deal uh, just because he's a, He's pretty young. I think he's like 22, 23. Yep. He'll, be, he'll be at that spot for four years at least. Um, I've seen the worst players. Uh, I think they're going to be getting some higher numbers. I heard like Dennis Shooters might get $100 million this offseason from Chicago,
0: which he I prob- don't really get. <laughs> he probably will.
1: Yeah, so I mean,
0: for, uh,
1: $80 million for Jared Allen, a, I think it's a steal.
0: And here's the caveat, though. The only way that would work... Is mm-hmm. you have to let Lowry walk because of his bird rights and the cap hold.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: in order to to sign him to a twenty million dollar contract, you'd have to be willing to let Lowry walk because of his thirty nine million dollar cap hold. So, under those conditions, are you still are you still willing to let that happen, or do you prefer a sign and trade opportunity with Lowry?
1: But if we sign, say we sign Allen, what does that do with uh, Trent? Does that mean we can't offer Trent as much money?
0: So the the way it works essentially is mm-hmm. um, with the salary cap, the Raptors have, I think, $70 million signed between Siakam, Van Vliet, and OG. Mm-hmm. And then essentially the rest of their books are cleared. But they do have cap holds on some players. And I think Trent Jr.'s cap hold isn't very high because he was on a small contract. So you mm-hmm. can hold on to that cap hold without it affecting the cap too much. But you'd have to drop... Um, you know, players like Ronnie Hood, Drop Baines, to try and clear up some salary, and then you'd also have to let Lowry walk because he has a huge cap hold. But then mm-hmm. once you have that cap available, you can sign Jared Allen, and then you can sign Trent Junior into the into the luxury tax. So you're able to sign him because we have his bird rights. We can sign mm-hmm. him deeper into the luxury tax, so it wouldn't affect the Trent Junior signing. But it does mean you'd have um a cap penalty, right? Because you exceed the luxury tax, yeah. mm-hmm. but under those conditions, you know, I I think it would be interesting to put that team together and see what you can put, what you can do. And then maybe you could uh, try and dump some salary into expirings with like a Siakam trade and build younger. Because I'd prefer personally to keep a guy like Trent Jr. over someone like Siakam. Even though Mm -hmm. Siakam's a better player right now, I just think age-wise, I have a feeling that um, Gary Trent has a really high ceiling. And he's so young that I prefer to sign him and hold on to him. Mm-hmm. I think the writing's
1: on the wall for Larry. As much as I love Kyle Lowry, he is my favorite Raptor. I think it's time for him to, you know, he's gonna pass the keys to Freddie and he's gonna leave. I he deserves to have one last chance at the ring, and I don't think we can give that to him. Uh, I would, you know, my dream would be if you know him and Demar link up and link up with uh, LeBron and they play with the Lakers and finish their careers there, but. I think, like you said, I think Lowry is going to go. I wouldn't mind uh, releasing him um, and then signing Allen.
0: Yeah, I think that's the right thing to do as well. If you can give Lowry the opportunity to win now, that would be for him, especially because, uh, I mean, he's won a ring, so he doesn't have anything to prove left. But if him and DeMar could team up together and win a ring together, I think that would be my second favorite team instantly. Mm-hmm. Even if it has, like, my least favorite players on that team. I don't know. I'd still love that team. <laughs> All right. Last last segment here. Um, time for the quiz. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to go one for one and just keep alternating?
1: Yeah, we can do that. One for one.
0: All right. Do you want me to give you the first question here? Yeah. All right. So this question. Is about the 2016 playoffs. Mm-hmm. Three players on the Raptors averaged over 10 points per game in the 2016 playoffs, which includes those two those two series and then losing to LeBron and the Cavs in six. Which player did not hit that 10 point per game mark? Was it A. Jonas Valanciunas, B. Kyle Lowry, C. Demar Derozan, or T. Terrence, or D. Terrence Ross.
1: I'm going to go with D, Terrence Ross.
0: That is correct. Okay. J.P. had 14 points per game. Lowry had 19. DeMar, 21. They had surprisingly low. They averaged about 40 together, which is really low considering, I think, in the regular season they are averaging somewhere in, like, the 45, 46 point per game range. Uh, and then, yeah, T. Ross only averaged six points per game. He actually shot under 40%. He had a pretty pretty bad playoffs. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs>
1: Okay, uh yeah, your questions are kinda of hectic. Mine are pretty the first one is pretty easy. Okay, and so anyways. Um what other NBA team played in Toronto? A the Beavers, B the Goose, C Huskies, D the Blues? <laughs>
0: this is a basic question. Yeah. I don't remember the order of what you said, but pretty sure it was the Huskies back in like the fifties or forties or something. Wasn't that the first uh Toronto Rat like was that the first NBA game ever was in Toronto?
1: Yeah, the Huskies versus the
0: New York. But, yeah,
1: you are correct.
0: <laughs> All right. One and one. one and one. Yeah, mine are a little different than yours, but we'll see that as it comes along here. So in the 2019 Eastern Conference Finals in Game 6, we remember the iconic dunk by Kawhi Leonard. What quarter was that dunk? It Was it in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, or fourth quarter?
1: You said against the Bucks, right?
0: Yeah, game six, the iconic Kawhi dunk.
1: Yeah, uh, fourth quarter.
0: Yeah, it was was just under seven minutes left. I think it capped off a huge run for the Raptors, and the score was 85-79 for Toronto pre-dunk. And honestly, probably one of the greatest moments in that playoff run. Mm -hmm. Probably the second, I would say, behind the Kawhi shot.
1: This is random, and I'm going to put you on the spot. But right. 2021 Bucks versus 2019 Raptors, a uh, seven game series, are you taking
0: 2021 Bucks versus 2019 Raptors. So, instead of basically instead of Blood, so you get Drew Holiday and then you get this version of Giannis and then this version of Middleton, and then you have Tucker too, Hugden though, right? Because that was one of the underrated, yeah, yeah, That's that they true. had. And Brooke Lopez was better a couple of years back as well, but then they have mm-hmm. PJ Tucker. It's tough, honestly. The Raptors took that team six games, or that team took the Raptors six games, I should say. But realistically, that double OT game goes a little different. You know, Toronto mm-hmm. could have got lost in five. But I think I'm gonna roll with the Raptors. I think it would be a seven game series. I just feel like I trust Kawhi Leonard in the fourth quarter of a game seven more than I I trust Giannis Middleton or Drew Holiday. Even though Middleton. Was a bucket this year, and in the mm-hmm. playoffs really proved himself. I would still trust Kawhi Leonard more, so I would take Toronto in seven. What are you taking?
1: Yeah, same I'm taking Toronto in seven, just because of our depth too. Like we have Freddie and abaka off the bench. Yeah,
0: um, just like the bench is not strong. Eight man rotation, I think that you could have with Freddie abaka and I think it was Powell off the bench as well. So mm-hmm. that's like a, and then if OG was healthy, that's um, another body you threw on Giannis. It's another body to put on Giannis. Exactly. Um, yeah, let me go with my question now. Oh, yeah. um, what pick was
1: DeMar DeRozan taking in the 2009 draft? The 6th pick, the ninth pick, uh, the 8th pick, or the 11th pick?
0: Oh, man. This I do not know. Oh, God. All right. Uh, 2009 draft, you're saying? Yep. Uh, okay, wait. Can you repeat the numbers?
1: So the 6th pick,
0: yeah. the ninth pick, yeah. the 8th pick, yeah. or the 11th pick? All right. The six sixth is definitely, definitely too early, for sure. Two thousand nine. I feel like the six was like, ugh, who was in that draft? Was Lillard in that draft? Was Harden in that draft? I'm pretty sure. It's like um, it's like Harden,
1: Curry, Blake Griffin. Harden,
0: Curry, yeah. yeah. Pretty sure. Hmm. I'm pretty sure in that draft, there was two guards that were drafted before Curry. And I'm pretty sure Curry was picked eighth. So it's either nine or eleven. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go nine. Final answer.
1: You are correct.
0: Ooh. Yeah. I honestly I
1: had no idea. Was he was Curry... actually taken for Jordan Hill. Jordan Hill and then Odomar. Well,
0: when was Curry picked? Was he seventh?
1: At, he was seventh. Um, fifth and sixth was Rubio and Johnny Flynn. Yeah. And they are both by Timberwolves.
0: Both by the Timberwolves, yeah. Biggest L in NBA history. Uh, yeah. Um. All right. This is going to be a tough one because this one's going to really test your knowledge of the early Raptors. Which of the following teams have the Raptors never played in a playoff series? The Pistons, the Hawks, the Knicks, or the Magic? Okay, so Pistons, Hawks, Knicks, and the Magic. Uh, the Hawks. That is correct. Impressive. <laughs> Surprising. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, because I never, I never, uh, I remember. The Knicks, uh, they beat the Knicks once and then the Knicks beat them and then the Pistons was 2002 and yeah. then the Magic, we faced in recently.
0: Yeah, Pistons was 2002, the, the Knicks beat us in 2000 and then the Raptors beat them in 2001, then lost in seven to Philly. Then the Magic was, yeah, 2008, the Chris Bosch era. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that was and good. we faced them 2019 too.
0: Oh, yeah, we didn't play them in 2019. I didn't even think of that. And DJ
1: Augustine (laughs) hit the game winner. DJ
0: Augustine, the greatest shot in in Orlando Magic Magic. recently. Yeah. Uh, Okay, then you
1: go. Okay, for my third question, what was the full trade for Kyle Larry? So, A, Marcus Canby, Steve Novak, and Quentin Richardson. B, Gary Forbes in the 12th pick in the 2013 draft. C, Jared Jack and Marcus Banks. Or D, Carlos Delfino and Roko Ukic.
0: Oh, man, this one's hitting outside of my zone. I'm a young lad. All right, you gotta, you gotta repeat those. You gotta repeat those one more time.
1: Yeah, no worries. Uh, so, A. Marcus Camby, Steve Novak, and Quentin Richardson. B. Gary Forbes and the 12th pick of the twenty I'm going. 12.
0: I'm a Camby. You going with A. Yeah, I'm going with A. Final. Okay, that's
1: that's incorrect, unfortunately. <sighs> Oh it, it was B it was Gary Forbes in the twelfth pick in the twenty thirteen draft, and that pick was Stephen Adams. That turned it turned into uh, Steven Adams.
0: Interesting, interesting. Forbes in the 12th pick. Okay, I'm learning. I'm learning. All right, you're ahead. Um I think this one will probably get you to be honest. It's pretty arbitrary. Um which statistical category does Kyle Lowry not lead in Raptors history? Triple doubles? Fouls? Turnovers, box plus minus. Ah uh, man, you're gonna get me. Um, can you repeat that again? Yeah. So, which category does Lowry not lead in Raptors history? A. Triple doubles. B. Fouls. C. Turnovers. D. Box plus minus. I'm going. Go I'm gonna go with fouls. Incorrect. The oh, okay. Lowry- Triple doubles, leads in fouls, and leads in turnovers. He was second in box plus minus behind Vince Carter himself. Larry was at oh, yeah. 4.0. Vince Carter's at like 4.9, box plus minus. So Vince Carter's the greatest Raptor of all time, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's what most people say, but. Uh, <laughs> okay, my, okay, my question. Who was number one in blocks all time for the Raptors? A, Amir Johnson. B, Andrea Bagnani, C, Chris Bosch, or D, Jonas Valanciunas?
0: Oh, and blocks? Mm-hmm. I think it's – who are the first two again? Say the first two. Amir Johnson and Andrea Bagnani. It's definitely not Andrea Bagnani. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one you just threw in there to, to mess with me. Um I think he would have thrown me off if you put in Marcus Camby. I think that would have thrown me off because I'm pretty sure he led in Raptors in blocks per game in one season and obviously didn't play during my era, so I wouldn't have even known. But I think it's either J V or Chris Bosch. And I'm gonna stick with Chris Bosch, final answer. Yeah, you are correct. He has six hundred blocks of Raptors. Jeez. That's crazy. Um I think Marcus Canby leads in blocks per game because he's a he was a beast. Um mm-hmm. All right, final question. I think you should get this one. It, it should be pretty straightforward. So these are the early first round draft picks in Raptors history. Fill in the blank. All right. In 1995, the Raptors drafted Damon Stoudamire with the first pick. These are only uh, first round picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 96, the Raptors drafted Marcus Camby. In 97, they drafted blank. And in 98, they drafted Antoine Jameson. Is that blank? Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, Jonathan Bender, Tracy McGrady. Or Jimmy King. You sure you don't want to That is correct. T Mac, ninety seven, ninth overall pick. Vince Carter was traded for Antoine Jameson, I'm pretty sure, in that draft. Uh Jonathan Bender was ninety nine. And then Jimmy King was the ninety five second round pick. I think Jimmy King was uh,
1: part of the Fat Five, no? Or maybe I'm thinking of uh, someone else. Uh,
0: I don't even know. Two too, uh, too before my time.
1: Okay. Uh, so this is my last question. All right. which Raptor recorded a triple double in the last game of the regular season? So it's A, Roko Ukić, B, Sonny Weems, B, uh, C Ben Uzo, or D, Antoine Wright? What? <laughs> what is
0: so one, one of the one of,
1: one of these players they in the eighty second game of, of the regular season, they dropped a triple double. Dropped a triple double.
0: Shit. Yep. All right, you gotta you gotta say say those names one more time. Okay, so A. Roko ukic
1: B. Sunny Weems, C. Ben Uzo, or D.
0: Antoine Wright. Honestly, just because of his name, I'm going with Ben Uzo. Let's go.
1: Yeah, you are
0: correct. What
1: really? <laughs> yeah, he dropped a triple double against the Nets in the 2011 or 2012 season.
0: But yeah, that's just a random
1: Raptors like. Trivia, that I always remember. and just try stomping people with... That, so one, got that
0: one got me. I was completely stumped. It was just a guess based on the, the coolest name that I heard. But, yeah, man, this was a good pod. Thank you guys for listening if you made it this far through all the shit that just happened. Um, thanks again to my boy, Rax, Money Rax, for joining. Mm-hmm. Um, follow him on at CrunchTime95 on Instagram. One of my favorite Raptor content pages. Like I said, basically the Raptors version of House of Highlights. Uh, Thanks again for joining me, man. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Bill. Uh, We'll talk soon.
0: Yes, sir. Take care.
1: Take care.